Digital marketing in 2021 is so complicated. We created our Launching Simplified podcast to help entrepreneurs take their ideas and make them real businesses. We hope to inspire you that a simplified launch is possible. Helen Gifford is a custom lighting designer who lives and works in Sag Harbor, New York. She launched her lighting design company straight out of Parsons over 10 years ago and created her company, Helen Built, where she's continued to create unique lighting fixtures for homes in the Hamptons and beyond. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much for being here. Kirsten, thank you for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started designing lighting and what led to the work you are doing now? Sure. I graduated from Parsons School of Design with a degree in interior design about 20 years ago. It was 2000, actually. And for one of my final projects, um, they didn't have a lighting program that was that sort of belonged to Pratt, but they did have a furniture design class, and we were meant to make these little models, these little miniatures. And I made a working prototype of a lamp, an idea of a lamp that I had seen. So it was full size, plugged in, and because it was Parsons for our final, we had these great people that would come to critique our work and help us out. And honestly, just from that one idea of a design for a lamp, I had so many of the designers tell me where I should go, what I should do, how I should price it, how to present. And I was naive enough to just do pretty much what they said. And, and it started right off the bat. Um, I, I went, did the ICFF that year um, when it was still a juried show with a classmate of mine. We rented a booth and I got picked up by a really great company called Plug in L.A., and they marketed my urchin lamp, sold it. They had a lot of high-end, pro- high-profile celebrities whose homes got into all the big magazines. And my name was affiliated with some work. And it just went from there. That is amazing. <laughs> Did you know when you were in that class? I mean, who knew you were going to spend 20 years designing lighting from this no. one <laughs> no. class? No, 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 no. When I was in that class... I was trying to get my homework done um, and race over to my bartending shift at Cafe Luxembourg. No. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you know that it was going to be a career for you? Was there a moment that you knew? Oh, that is such a great question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I think it was when it really was sustainable. There was, there was never, there was, there was a moment I was trying different things. And, you know, a lot of times in, in home goods or anything that you create or make or an artist, it starts out, not that it's a hobby, but not a career. Um, I would say about the third year into it, it, it just kept building and building and building. And I was going to more and more design shows and being treated as, um, as, as an interior, uh, sorry, industrial designer. And that's where it changed from interior design to industrial design, because I was still taking on some interior design jobs. Amazing. Can you share with me a project or launch or something that you've created that didn't go as expected and why? I love to help new creatives and new entrepreneurs. Um, Yes, I can. I can talk about the wallpaper line that I had that had a couple of them misstarts. I designed a line of wallpaper with... um, did it in collaboration with Corey Barber, who now works as the head designer at Holland and Sherry. But back in the day, he he was just this great guy that came out of Amagens at Applied Arts and was very talented. So we did a line of hand-drawn paper. 
Schumacher decided they wanted to pick it up. So we, after several meetings, they realized that they had too much on that kind of archetype paper that they'd rather go with my lighting. And they carried a line of my lighting for several years, which was great. Holland and Sherry then decided to pick it up. Um, and as we went through the process, it became so incredibly expensive because of the 30 markets they had and where you'd have to have the samples made. And it became up to us to, to make the samples and, and do all that kind of stuff. The contracts too. I mean, Kirsten, these things were scary, you know, for artists yeah. who just make stuff I mean, and sell it. It was just, wow. You know, um, but it gave me a deeper understanding of licensing. It gave me a deeper understanding of how to proceed, um, how to build out my children's line, how to create a lost leader in my line, how to um, stay away from falling into the need to patent or trademark, which is extremely expensive, time-consuming, all that kind of stuff, and really unnecessary because now we're protected by some very simple phrase that says something cannot be similarly confused. Wow. So if you what can look at something, it really it is. So I think that's what came out of that whole process. And I guess you realized what the flow that you have in your lighting business that makes it less complicated and you're allowed, you can express yourself and make it a business and it's easier. It's not easy to do, but it's also just like your zone of genius in a certain way that it's so I, successful. I would say so. I would say that's, that's the one that's always sort of been the, the, the sweet spot. And I learned so much from it. I mean, it moves right into what kind of art the client's going to buy, what's going to live best with it. How many of these pieces are we putting in? How are they going to relate? Really right down to where they're going to put the the, the switch. <laughs> wow. So that the client has an easier access to the pieces. Yeah. That's so full service. Amazing. <laughs> Has to be. Most people don't think about where their light switches are in so with such detail and thought, but it does make a difference probably. I think lighting is so huge. I'm a photographer, so lighting is so important and so overlooked. Thank you. Thank you so much. It, it really is. Um, it should be the first in the budget, but it's, it tends to be the last bit. Well, I think it, this is going to sound a little, a little funny, but if you have an incredible home wherever you are, and you've got these gorgeous hanging pendants that come out of the ceiling and everything is pristine and clean. You're not going to have any toggles or switches on the pendants. And if I don't get with the guys that are running the jobs, running the electric, before you know it, the client has to get up out of bed, walk over to the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see the point there? Yeah. Totally. So, That's so interesting. Yeah. So on punch list, when that came up uh, the first time, I said, okay, I'm, 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 I'm telling everyone where the switches go. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Can you share with me a project that was a success and what made it a success? I would probably have to say, yes, I would have to say the projects that I'm working on. I work independently. I work with a lot of designers, but I'm working on a project now with a designer who just does something um, really incredible about building a team and having the team be introduced to each other and having the team present to the client. So it's like a two-day process, and you see the, see the space, and we all know each other's work, and sort of help each other figure out what needs to happen. And I think that that has made everything so much easier, stronger, less stressful, 
you can troubleshoot, you know, how big again was that cabinet you were going to make? What's the drop on that that you're doing there? Blah, 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 blah. Versus one designer just buying the pieces separately and hoping for the best when they get installed. Leaning into that collaborative process and teamwork is Mm -hmm. so amazing in a creative project. Mm -hmm. A lot of times things come out of it that you wouldn't get when just one person is overseeing it, I think. We're we're really lucky, especially in the lighting world and furniture making and wall, you know, finishers and, and basic and electricians. We count on each other, absolutely, to know what the details are, what what the end result should be, where any problems are coming in, and and sharing resources, actually. Right. You know, we we share all the resources we can if anyone has a problem. So it's it's a very generous bunch. Can you tell me about a current project you're working on, or maybe that's the current project you're working on? I was wondering. You know, this pandemic has kept um, a, a few people incredibly busy, yourself included. Um, (laughs) So the projects I'm working on currently are mostly New York City-based. They go all the way to Asbury Park in New Jersey, Hamptons. That's kind of the reach that's going on. And what I see from the projects is that people are looking for I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a modern look or a beachy look or a luxe look, but it's, it's kind of clear and buoyant and clean and, and light. There's a lot of lightness going on right now in interior design, which I appreciate. It sort of leaves more room for conversation, more room for exploration in, in different areas. There's less clutter. I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. I think because of we're kind of overwhelmed with what's going on that we need the white, the backdrop to be a little simplified to kind of make it get through the day and not be overwhelmed by it all. I agree 100% with you. I agree. So as, as we started, and again, this really does have to do, this has to do with the pandemic, I think, that the first thing everybody did was Marie Kondo their houses, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> they got dumpsters, if you totally. live out here got rid of everything that was driving them crazy because too much too much stuff in the house really creates chaos inside and we're all living together with each other so uh, yeah to your point i think that's that's well made just a cleaner palette a more buoyancy more room for stuff and really beloved things and really well crafted things support for artists i've seen that really grow a lot in this last year well, I think we weren't spending 24 hours, like 23 hours a day in our house. We were running around eight to 12 hours a day, super busy and not really seeing what the things in front of us because we were just busy and, and going places. And consuming and consuming. Yes. We were buying things. Now we're reading. We're becoming philosophical. You know, we're, we're needing spaces just to calm down and settle in. Anything else you want to share with entrepreneurs who are also artists and creatives? I would say, you know, the, the, the usual, uh, be gracious, pay your bills, share your resources. They're, they're, they seem simple, but it's amazing how people sort of skip around these things. Keep your cool. Keep educating yourself would be the best thing. Just stay educated, keep learning, look at different things all the time and, and stay the course. I mean, 20 years went by in a blink of an eye. But that is, that is the truest thing you can ever say. If you love it 
and you stay with it, you'll, you'll make it. You'll make it. Wow. So I was wondering your favorite hack to get through the day, an app, the coffee you like, or tea. I was just curious. Well, I love black coffee for sure from my espresso machine. Uh, getting back into bed. And then every morning I like to read a blog on medium. I, I prefer medium on stoicism. I think it's, it's just so interesting how the stoics, which you would typically think of these people that sort of, you know, white knuckle it through life or just accept what it is, but they were just an incredibly emotionally independent and intelligent group that managed to accept and move through all sorts of ways. And it's, they're, they're really uplifting. So that's, that's my morning start. And then of course, I've got these two incredible dogs that I have to take out into the trails or to the ocean for an hour every single day. So those would be my, my two hacks. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Sounds, sounds amazing. sounds like a perfect morning to me. <laughs> well, I, I know. I see you on the beach sometimes. <laughs> yes. I love the beach here. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So can you tell me where people can find you in your lighting, some links? Sure, sure. My company name is Helen Built. That's B-I-L-T. So HelenBuilt.com is as a website. At Helen Built is my Instagram. And that'll pretty much, you know, point you to me. I'm happy to do field visits. I do that quite often. And, um, you know, I'm around. This has been so amazing. So I hope you have enjoy the rest of your day. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Yes. Some, something fun to do in the uh, pandemic. And always. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the beach. I'll see you next time. Thanks again, Kristen. Bye. Bye. To get future episodes, click subscribe. And if you need help building in your brand and launching your dream business, visit clickbranding.com to grab our free trainings.